Welcome back to American Graffiti, one song at a time. I'm your DJ, Doris, and today we'll be talking about the Crest's 16 Candles. And I'm gonna give you my host DJs. I'm one of your other DJs. I'm Tierney Steele. I've been podcasting for far too long, and I'm really excited to be doing one song at a time of this movie. And I'm glad to be reunited for the summer with my former co-host on A League of Their Own, Rachel. Yes, that would be me, your other uh, co-host DJ, Rachel Mummert. This is my second at bat attempt at podcasting. So I'm glad to be doing American Graffiti, My, which is, this is my introduction to the movie itself. Rachel, the grin on my face when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's your second at bat, but it's not going to be a strikeout. Nope, not going to be a strikeout. Uh, no, there there are no losers. This is this is welcome to the evening. This is rocking around the clock tonight. <sighs> this is such a great shot of Mel's. Yes. The sun has gone down, the night has set. All those shiny cars pulling up and away from the booth. I, I love this scene. And I just love all of the pan over the cars and everything you get to see, all the cars. Oh. I mean, I'm not a car person, but, you know, it's just... I mean, you, you do not have to be a car person to appreciate how beautiful these cars were. Yeah, and that's the thing. I always think of, you know, cars today and then cars, you know, when you see cars from the 40s to 60s, 70s, it's like, oh, it was such a different... They had such unique designs and looks. It's like, oh, man... None of them were boxes on wheels. Yeah. <laughs> and it's lit so beautifully, and we see the neon, and yes, it's like a music box. Mm, yeah. I will say something I never noticed before this watch is, <laughs> since the last time I saw American Graffiti, I have watched the entire Cars franchise so <laughs> many times, because oh. I live with a toddler, <laughs> and he's obsessed. And one of these cars is a Hudson Hornet. Really? And I like lost my mind because Doc Hudson is a character in those films. <laughs> and I was like, it kind of looked like it. And then when I was researching the cars, I saw it. I was like, oh my God, it's a for real Hudson Hornet. <laughs> See, you Hudson. can learn by watching Pixar films. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, it was my first sighting of a Hudson Hornet, not in animation. So I got very excited. And then the wager sets on roller skates. Now yeah. I will say. The car hop. Yeah, I had a teen experience much closer to this movie than you, but we did not have waitresses on roller skates. No, we didn't either. Yeah. We had drive-in, like, restaurant. We had a drive-in place you could get. It was called Jolly's. You could just get, like, they had, you know, hot dogs, coney dogs, famous root beer that was really good, but no, they weren't on roller skates. <laughs> I don't know. Is is that the origin of the Han Solo uniform? <laughs> Oh, I didn't think about that. Because except for the red hat and the skates, of course, she looks exactly like. Yeah. <laughs> now I want to see Han Solo. They ever sk tried to put skates on Harrison Ford? I know. I was gonna say, and I want to see the original trilogy with him on skates the entire time. With a jaunty hat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you ever watched the the, the very short scene in um, Dead Heat on a Merry Go Round where I see the the bellhop? 
He wears a uniform like that. Oh, in, yeah. In green. Ha- I've only seen stills. I haven't, like, seen the movie. But I mean, it's like a two-second uh, thing. So speaking of uh, cars, you know, just getting to see that, it just made me think, you know, of if any either of you had any relatives or such that had iconic cars or cars that they just loved. Because it just reminds me. My grandpa, my dad's dad, had a Superbird, green, like green Superbird, and it was like the car. And my, I think my dad had it for a short time, and then kids came along, and he had to, you know, dang it, you have to get that practical, kid-friendly vehicle. My parents both had WV Beetles, so. Oh, wow, okay. They're iconic, though. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely, yeah. That was a big thing. Kristen had a an original VW Beetle and this was and right before they came out with the remake I don't remember when those came out oh, but yeah. remember they redid the Beetle yeah and Mandy Moore was in it <laughs> yeah and I just thought she was so cool for having an original and it was so tiny yeah <laughs> which makes me laugh inside I'm not laughing outside but <laughs> because when you said, you know, the redone Beatles, because it just reminds me when I took driver's ed, they no longer offered it through the school. So I had to go outside the school and take a class. And when we were doing like the road driving on the road, you know, the, that those hours, we had a Beetle, like a VW. <laughs> and it just, it always irked me because I'm like, I'm not going to be driving like a car. Like it was it was terrible. I did not like it. The redone ones, because I'm like, there's so many oh, blind spots. But anyway. Yeah, I got really annoyed. I had a similar thing when I took driving lessons of learning to do back-end parking was a nightmare. Because my parents, so my parents drove a Chevy Tahoe. Ooh. And a four-tourist station wagon. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. But we practiced in Honda Civics. Oh, yeah. And, and they always were like, you pulled up too far. And I'm like, because I'm used to driving a tank. Like, <laughs> I can relate, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would have felt right at home in these boat cars. Yeah. <laughs> and, and my grandfather had, I don't know what kind of car it was, but he had the same car, like, most of my life. And it was a boat. Like, there was no divider in the middle of the front seat and... Uh, and he was one of the first pers- people I knew that had a per- a vanity plate, a personalized license oh, plate. Okay. He has since passed on, so I can say it was APRL 56, and that was his anniversary, Aww. which is, like, the cutest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> well, he never forgot his anniversary date then. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> he could at least be in the month. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny, Rachel. I actually had down to ask later in the week, like, does anyone have a car that oh. you loved until death do you part? <laughs> <laughs> no Aww. I mean all the, all the cars that I've driven so far I mean I was sad when I had to let them go but it's not something that I need to keep this car going whatever I mean if I had a car like Steve or the Thunderbird oh yeah maybe but yeah. I drive a Kia so, so do I get to wax poetic about the car I loved until literally it's death did us part <laughs> I, I, yeah I give you permission. (laughs) I learned to drive on my parents' cars. And then it was getting time for me to have a car of my own. And my aunt had had a car for many years. Both her kids had learned to drive on it. And my uncle Greg had taken it. But he's like, it's not getting driven often enough. Like, because it's not practical for every day. 
So he sold it to my dad. I believe it was for 600 bucks. Wow. That is the number that is stuck in my head. For 600 bucks in high school, the car that I drove was a 1986 Jag XJ6. Oof. <laughs> Which is the car from the White Snake video? Wow. <laughs> that Tani Katane is writhing on. <laughs> Didn't I tell you into you are now a cool girl? Yes. <laughs> you know, you'd think, wouldn't you? <laughs> I was the like fifth owner of it, and it was so beat up, but it was still a Jag, so I did not care. Yeah. And one infamous thing was that the radio didn't work. Because at one point, the antenna had stopped. It was one of those where the antenna would extend. Oh, okay. And at one point, it wasn't extending. So my cousins tried to fix it and didn't realize that the British don't use Phillips head screws. Mm. (laughs) And they stripped every single screw in the So there was no way to get to fix it. So it didn't have radio. It did have a cassette player, however. And so I made many, many (laughs) mixtapes. And then I had one of those, the aux cord that's shaped like a cassette at one end so I could plug my disc man into it. Oh, yeah. Yep. I had one of those too. (laughs) I mean, I don't remember listening to the radio that much as a teenager anyway, because you had your mixtapes. Yeah. God, I loved that car. And my best friend hated it so much because it was it was a beater, you know, like and she would always first of all, there were no cup holders. Oh, wow. In 1986, they made a car. It had no cup holders. So you had to put the drink between your legs, which she was like, I'm freezing. What is going on here? <laughs> um, if we went over a particularly bumpy road out where she lived, um, sometimes the glove compartment would just fall open and whack her knee. <laughs> <laughs> and then it would always pop open the hood would pop oh it had a latch so it would catch it would only pop open by like an inch but the hood would pop open if we went over like <laughs> a particularly bumpy road and she was like Tierney, we're gonna die in this thing <laughs> I, suddenly, was like, I don't care we'll die in a jack <laughs> i suddenly picture you in like a uh, naked gun situation <laughs> <laughs> Going up and down like San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) That was the car that I absolutely loved. And it killed me because, so it had a sunroof. The sunroof must not have been closed completely all the way properly. The interior of the car must have gotten a little damp, which wasn't a big deal until I went away to college and they put the car in my grandfather's garage for an entire semester. You had a mold situation coming home. Oh, yeah. Like, the whole thing. Like, like you the, you opened the door, and it was just a whole thing of mold. And even better, both my father and I are allergic to mold. Oh, so geez. it was really not, it was, like, not okay on so many levels. Yeah. And I would have happily been like, let's replace the interior. Let's do this. And my father was like, Tierney, no, this was $600 many years ago. I'm not <laughs> doing this. And so my car became an organ donor. We sold it to someone who would buy, like, five really beat-up Jags and restore one beautiful, perfect Jag that he could resell. The, the engine was fine. The, the actual mechanics that made it a car were still in perfect working condition, but, like, <laughs> it's, it was not drivable. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the death of the Jag. I still have the keys to it. They let me keep the keys. 
I was, and I'm really mad because they said you can keep whatever, and I didn't keep the hood ornament because I'm an idiot. But I I kept my keys. I still have them. (laughs) No, I do not own any memorabilia of my former cars. I mean, I technically, technically, I still have one old car because my dad drives it. (laughs) So my dad drives my old car. I'm just thinking happily about that car. I'm totally fine. That's why it's like, eh, there are parts of 17 that I could go back to. <laughs> this movie is about nostalgia. Yeah. So if we wax nostalgic every now and then, I think we can be excused. Yep. I love that John Milner is a jaded old man. At <laughs> years old. This conversation between John and Kurt is just like, what is wrong? This, this really is the hubris of being that age yeah. where you are convinced you know everything yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, five years ago, it was so much better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have notes because I, I didn't know he was supposed to be that much older. Mm. I said, five years ago, you were 13. Hello? <laughs> he probably wasn't, but still. Yeah. But even still, yeah, he is young enough for that to be silly. <laughs> I like that he calls Kurt professor. Me too. Me too. (laughs) Probably Kurt is the professor. I mean, he is the one with the scholarship. Yeah. And then we go to Stephen Laurie. (laughs) (sighs) Although Kurt in this scene kind of comes across as a uh, kind of a jerk as well. I mean, he's talking about why is every girl in this place either has a boyfriend or is ugly? Oh, yeah. And you could kind of tell from the face he was making that like, He's joking, but like trying to trying to gauge how much John is joking. Yeah, I, I don't know. Or like he starts off joking, and then when John takes it seriously, he's like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that was kind of. I don't know. I I like that they like just hear the engine or like someone's looking for you. <laughs> like that's very cool. But you're right. They don't. Those girls are better off. <laughs> <laughs> keep driving, girls. Keep driving. <laughs> And then, of course, uh, Toad in the background is so funny, trying to impress oh, the car hop. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally chasing. <laughs> and, I mean, she she couldn't be more rude, and he just can't take a hint. Yeah, yeah. I will say, I, I believe it's in the script, because I don't know where else I would have read this, that there was more of this car hop having a crush on Steve. Where you saw her delivering the food to Steve and Lori yeah, yeah, and she yeah. was like flirting with him and like pressing against his window and then like shoving things in Lori's window yeah, and ignoring in, her. That's on the script, yeah. I'm kind of glad we don't have that here because we just are so quickly thrust into like the utter sadness that is the front seat of this car. Oh, yes. The song really works for me for this scene, even though... It was mostly used over the montage because I grew up watching 16 Candles, the movie. And so, like, the song is immediately like, oh, being a teenager is hard. (laughs) Being a teenage girl is hard. Yeah. And being a teenage girl, I would think, with, you know, your boyfriend a year or so older than you and making that big step out into college and that world, then it could go one of two ways. As we see in this segment. <laughs> the way she says, I understand and I'm not upset. Like, I almost start crying. Yeah. And I think, I mean, she she's trying to, she's putting on a brave face there, of course. But what did Steve expect? What would happen? Because he seems disappointed that she yeah. is not crying. 
And she tries to give back his like letter moon jacket and everything, and he's kind of just like, whoa. Yeah, and his ring. Yeah. I, I don't know how much this played into her performance, but I did see in the behind the scenes, Cindy Williams, the actress playing Lori, was dumped in the front seat of a car by her boyfriend saying he thought they should see other people. Oh, wow. Ouch. So she said, yeah, uh, originally, Cindy Williams came in and auditioned. She read for the part of Lori, but she was saying like, you know, I'd really like to play Debbie or something, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thought Lori was. I think she said Lori was no fun to play were her words, but like kind of like this person's a drip. I want to like be out riding around in cars and having fun, not crying. But I, there was part of me was like, was it because you knew you'd have to do this scene? Oh, yeah. <laughs> was it too much? <laughs> I mean, she's a, she's a really good actress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think she's playing it absolutely right. But if I was asked to basically reenact a time I got dumped in real life, I don't know that I would have pulled it off no, the way I she know. did. And I can't think at that age many teenage girls who would be so calm and collected and just mature about it, you know, like she is. <laughs> yeah. You kind of wonder if she not saw this coming, but isn't really su- – she doesn't seem surprised no. by it. Like there's that moment where she stops eating her fries and she's like, holy crap, this is happening, but – Because I kind of got the feeling at first watching it she thought he was going to ask her something totally different like you know oh you know i'm going away to college and was she expecting to get engaged no i think it was just i i think he she was kind of expecting him to want her to like make it official you know like be exclusive and 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 like you know get together (laughs) do it Yes. (laughs) Yes. Aww. <laughs> Rachel, are you our Pete? <laughs> can we embarrass the crap out of you talking about sex? <laughs> well, I didn't know. I was like, can I say it? But I, like, I, I think that's what she thought he was going to ask her to do. Okay. And I think she was, I mean, I don't know what her response would have been if that had been it, but. <laughs> I mean, the way she is kind of. Kind of talking what what he when he says where was I and she, yeah you were saying that you thought it was kind of goofy <laughs> yeah and um, she's very very matter of fact there and she's yeah. stuffing her face while doing it yeah yeah she she kind of I I had the feeling she was kind of preparing she knew something would would be coming mm-hmm. but did he catch her off guard I'm not so sure well the script says she is caught off guard and she's devastated. To me, it, it it looked more like she knows that he is talking. Um, well, he's a talker. And he's not always um, meaning what he says. And I, I really like that matter-of-factness about her. Mm-hmm. You get a lot about her character just in how she is handling this. Yeah. It's devastating, though, and I hate it. <laughs> I mean, I really, I really wonder what he expected, what would happen. I know. In my experience, 18-year-old boys are stupid. Yes, they are. (laughs) (laughs) Not just your experience, Tierney. Everyone's. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I guess I will admit here in the third episode of our podcast that um, my not boyfriend, but friend, and then kind of boyfriend, but very briefly, it was bad time, bad scene. He looked so much like Ron Howard in this role, that I actually couldn't watch this movie for several years. Yeah, yeah. Did you have flashbacks? Because I would get, 
I would get so mad at Steve. I would get so mad at Steve projecting my ex onto him that I could not watch the movie. (laughs) Obviously, I got over it. It's fine. It's fine. Facebook messaged me many, many years later and said, hey, I was kind of a jerk. And I'm like, yeah, I noticed. (laughs) We're not going to be friends now, but thank you for the apology. Yeah. But yeah, there there were several years where I could not watch this movie because I would just become so enraged at Steve Bolander. <laughs> well, I do not have the experience of being broken up with on on the front seat of a car, but I have the experience of being broken up by a text message, and I still Ooh. hate that. Oh, oh. man. One way I kind of got around all this was that I very rarely dated people to the point where we could break up. There was just a lot of like, okay, we're done whatever this was <laughs> yeah very few actual breakup scenes yeah but one thing i did have experience with is again this is relating it back to the movie not the song but it was inspired by the song i had my 16th birthday forgotten oh no <laughs> by who so i worked at a summer camp and there was someone else who had the same birthday as me who was more popular uh, and no. therefore no one realized it was also my birthday oh, <laughs> damn good times good times good times but yeah i also had a crush on a guy named jake who drove a red car so it felt right <laughs> oh my high school boyfriend had a red car mm. <laughs> big one though the song 16 candles 1958 the crest i saw someone saying that one of the members of the crest is a woman and that really took me aback i assumed all these doo-wop groups were all men unless they were all women like for some reason in my mind it had not occurred to me that the genders would mingle like that (laughs) wow i didn't know that yeah there's a patricia who's in uh interracially mixed as well so very progressive there and i was pleased to see i had kind of always assumed that if i looked at the lyrics to 16 candles i would feel very icky and i i didn't it seems fine she's a teenager she's lovely depending on who's singing it you could feel gross but the song itself seems well if 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 the person who's singing is is 16 or 17 yes (laughs) it's not that icky if that person is 50 we'll feel different (laughs) about it yeah. Because we're going to run into that with this movie, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know if... I, yeah, yeah, we've all thought of that through, right? Like, we're eventually going to encounter... It's like, oh, God, yeah. please stop saying yes. what you're singing. <laughs> there are a lot of songs, and I, I used to call them the, the oh, gross songs, because it's like, oh, you're bopping along, you're having a good time, and then all of a sudden you think about the lyrics, and it's like, oh, no. Well, the one I always think of is, you know, when we songs about being 16 is the Ringo Starr version. <laughs> That's just kind of, that that one just always kind of creeps me out a little bit because <laughs> it's like you're 16, you're beautiful in your mind, and it's like um I don't know, <laughs> but I know you are not 16, sir. I know that's the thing <laughs> where it's like yeah, but you're not. <laughs> I did not do the math on the ages of the members of the crest, but I'm sure they're adults, but they look young enough. It's not like a creepy automatic like oh god, please stop. Yeah, like. Pearl Ives and Zoe Deschanel, baby, it's cold outside duet. <laughs> I, I don't care. I I have enjoyed singing from both those people, but that song, no, <laughs> bad. <laughs> but yeah, I I was pleasantly surprised because there are some songs that it's like singing about how great it is that she's sixteen, and I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is more of the 
birthday fellow teenager y feeling. <laughs> but this is a sad, a sad time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm just looking to see what the next segment starts on. Okay, good. Happy times. <laughs> this minute made me want to kind of slap Steve in the face. Yeah. Put yes! nails <laughs> under his tires. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna see the aftermath with Lori next minute, and I it, I really love it. I think she's just I think Cindy Williams is just absolutely nailing this. Especially if if that is true that she was dumped in real life, is this like therapy? It's acting like therapy. Ooh! Hmm. So she's working through it, and she feels better after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is how you wish you would react. Like I'm not upset. Everything's fine. Just gonna eat these fries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and she's um kind of mouthing bad words behind his back. <laughs> yeah, she's thinking it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I guess if you're not gonna slap him, thinking it is the best way to go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anything else for sixteen candles? I'm good. I'm good too. Well, I, I mentioned earlier in the week we do have social media. If you want to reach out and share photos of the car you loved. Or, or that your relatives had that you loved. Or your totally yearbook photo. Too. Or your yes. yearbook photo. You can join us in the Facebook group, Mel's Listeners Drive-In. And we also have Instagram and Twitter. Look under the handle VCR Privileges for all your American graffiti needs. <laughs> and if anyone would like to do an illustration of slapping Steve Bolander, feel free. <laughs> Alex Robinson, we're talking to you here. <laughs> All right, we'll be back tomorrow. He's really fast, isn't he?